Hey y'all, Double G here from Fight Game Media. Your favorite podcasts on this very network have been putting up some great bonus content on the Patreon. The In the Clinch podcast, hosted by Paul Fontaine and Ryan Frederick, posted their UFC 270 recap show just hours after that show ended. And this week, the folks from The Wrap are putting up their 2017 Royal Rumble Rewind bonus show. Also, I know that John LaRocca from the Take It Home podcast is trying to get former WWE heartbreaker Antonio The Promise Thomas on his bonus show. Add to the great shows that are exclusive to the Patreon, including my show with John covering 1998 Raw, the Dynamite show with Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins, which goes up right after AEW Dynamite is over, Scott Edwards' five-star Joshi show, as well as the full version of Brace for Impact. It's just $5 a month to support your favorite podcasters, folks. Patreon.com front slash Fight Game Media. Hey everybody and welcome to In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. We're back. We're back. Second time in, well, basically two and a half days. Um, It's uh, me, Paul Fontaine, alongside Ryan Frederick. And we're coming off the big UFC 270 show. And um, if you didn't get a chance to hear it, uh, Ryan and I did a show with uh, Dean Jenkinson of uh, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. We recapped the that pay-per-view in extensive detail and it's available on Fiking Media Network Plus, which uh, if you haven't already, you can sign up for five bucks and you'll get that show along with a bunch of other shows. And um, yeah, and uh, it, it was uh, it was a pretty good show. And we'll just we'll just kind of quickly go over the results here in a second. But uh, Ryan, before we do that, uh, my condolences. Yeah, I'm I'm still in a bad mood. So, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you know, your Packers lost. Aaron Rodgers, he's done. He's not going back to Green Bay. Yeah, he will. Um, if he if he plays again, he'll be he'll be a Green Bay Packer. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Uh, if he plays again, that's the key, right? Just like Brady and a bunch of guys. Roethlisberger, he might be done. Um, yeah, I mean, this weekend was incredible. Um, I didn't really watch any of it, but I followed enough of it to know what was going on. I'm just, I'm just not a huge NFL guy, but I mean, I, uh, that Kansas city Buffalo game, um, I kind of wish I would have watched it (laughs) from what I hear. I mean, yeah, I watch, I watch football every week for the last, I don't know how how long. And that Bill's chiefs game was absolutely one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, that yeah, was abs- absolutely insane. I can't handle the commercials. That's that's my issue with uh, yeah. the NFL. But yeah, I know it, um, it, it was like I don't know. I'm trying to put this in like kind of like a, oh, I'll put it in pro wrestling terms first. It was kind of like uh, watching the recent hour long draw between uh, Hangman Page and Brian yeah. Danielson. Yeah, I get that. Uh, or if you, I or mean, Tim, or if you want to put it in MMA terms, it was kind of like watching Justin Gaethje against Michael Chandler last year. Just, just both guys, just you know, both teams just beating see, the from, crap and, out of each other. And from what I see, I saw, um, you know, I would have actually equated it more uh, to the Omega Danielson draw. In terms of like the way that they just kind of both went just and and that's more like Gaethje Chandler as well, you know, like where they're just like balls to the wall and, you know, just give it everything you got. And whoever's standing at the end, that's, you know, that's that's who wins. I mean, to me, like um, and, and, you know, it's probably not a lot of maybe there's a few CFL fans listening, but the Great Cup this year was pretty incredible because we had. um we had the the bombers they were they went up they scored a late touchdown with like less than two minutes left to go up by two points and then they kick off and when they kicked off the hamilton tiger cat caught it in the end zone and normally like in the nfl you catch it in the end zone you just take a knee you come out at the 20 yard line but in the cfl if you take a knee you do get out to the 20 yard line but you give up a point 
And that's what happened. This guy, I don't know if he just got had NFL brain or what, but he kneeled. There's nobody within 20 yards of him. He could have run out. He would have got almost to the 20, at least the 15. But instead, he took a knee and he gave up a point. Now the Bombers are up by three. Hamilton rut, runs down the field, gets it to within the 10-yard line. They made a play for the touchdown with like two seconds left, missed it. Kick the field goal, tied the game, go into overtime. They get the ball on overtime. They throw in the quarterback throws an interception. The bombers take it back for the touchdown and they win the game. Like that was that was a pretty incredible game. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, and and I mean, but this one, what was it like 13 seconds left? Mahone's got the ball and marched them down the field. Good lord. Like oh. yeah, I mean, every every time I you watch can't write it. I mean, every time I watch Patrick Mahomes, and especially, and especially when he's working with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, it's just it's 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 insane just how how in sync those three are to get together, and that's just I mean it it's a fun team to watch if you enjoy football football. I mean, yeah, love them or hate them, you have to like enjoy the enjoy the Kansas City Chiefs because there's kind of no other football team like them, and the Bills were trying to be like that, but just you know came up a little short didn't and, quite get there yeah and that i mean nfl's got to do something about their overtime rules during during the playoffs i think they're fine for the regular season regular season mm-hmm. but in the playoffs uh, both teams need to be able to have a chance to get the ball and i see the other detractors where well if your team's you know gonna win they need to be, be able to stop the other team on the first possession you, you know i see both sides of the argument it's, uh, you know but i think when it comes down to it come down to it you got to figure out a way for both teams to get to get the ball in overtime just to see what happens um, so the way they do it in the CFL, I don't know if you saw my post in the fight game group today, but they, um, they, each team gets the ball and the, the first team, they have to, if they go for a touchdown, they have to go for a two point convert. And then, and then the, the, uh, the next team, you know, like if it's a field goal, that's fine. It's a field goal. But if they go for a touchdown, it's got to be a two point convert. So now they're, you're either up by six or eight. And then the other team now has, you know, has more options. So it kind of adds a little bit of element of strategy to it. And I think that might work for, for the NFL, but um, you know, the, yeah, you're right though. They got to do my, something. My personal thing is I would do it where both teams got a possession. And if it was, if it was still tied, no matter what, after, after both teams had a possession, next score wins. Yeah. So yeah. And that's, I mean, that's basically what it is here too in the yeah, CFL. So. so it's not like college where they just keep going back and forth until one team scores less points than the other. It's, it's yeah, more. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, I've seen I've seen some college. There's been some college football games that that have had high scores okay. because they got out of hand hand in overtime. Yeah, just just because yeah, just like cause, eight you know, overtimes. But, yeah, they'd go to like six, seven overtimes because t- yeah. teams would just just having the ball yeah. having the ball right at the twenty five. I mean, you know, you know, it's just yeah. That's it's, why it's, that that's why I like easy. the CFL one. Yeah. That's why I like the CFL one, and I think they should do something like that in the NFL. But I, and I'm sure it's going to change this year. But now we got so what the Chiefs and the Bengals, right? And then yeah, the other side is the Rams and the 49ers. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So for hopefully, hopefully it's 49ers and the Chiefs. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I, I'm I'm kind of pulling for the Rams and Chiefs. I think you'd have a more like offensive kind of showdown. Yeah. At the, at the same time, I th- I mean I, I'm. I'm fine with any of the four te- four teams in it. In it, you know, uh, it'd be fun to see Joe Burrow and the Bengals in a Super Bowl. Just, I just like Debo. Well, yeah, see Joe Joe Burrow. And I the love Bengals Joe Burrow. For me. I was, yeah, I'm a big Dynamite Joe. Show pod. Yeah, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. So <laughs> that guy's great. Shout out Jeff Hawkins, uh, my Dynamite Show co-host. He's a he's a huge Bengals fan, and he lives in L.A. So if the Bengals make the Super Bowl, he's hoping to score a ticket. But uh, I don't know. Good luck. It, it'll be tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got some connections so yeah but uh yeah so that was that was that and then you know what the other news and it's not on a rundown but i just figured i'd mention because it's tangently related to uh to mma is uh ronda rousey is uh you know former ufc champion is uh looking to get back into combat sports on uh 
You know, it's going to be at the Royal Rumble on Sunday, Saturday, I guess it is. Um, and hey, we got no UFC this week. So um, we, we got all the time in the world to watch it. Although I'm sure you'll find anything else to watch. I will not be watching the Royal Rumble in all likelihood. <laughs> yeah, you're still boycotting the WWE since they got rid of your girl. Yeah, I'm not really boycotting. Really I'm, just not, I'm just, I follow. Not interested. I, I see every yeah. week on Twitter and, and then, you know, listening to radio shows and, and looking in the group. And it just, it just does nothing in it. It just interests me. It just, it's Fair enough. just, Fair enough. it's. It's, they do have the odd good show tonight. Tonight was good. Like uh, we're taping this on Monday. Yeah. And tonight's Raw was was really good, but I they mean might, that's rare. <laughs> they might have they might it's, have good shows every once in a while, but like just I don't know. Just reading the booking and the and what they have coming on, it's 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 I don't I you know I no I, I hear think you. I think my one I think my one year old nephew who whose favorite thing in the world is spinning around in my office chair could probably come up with more coherent stuff than that. Well, your girls are on Impact now, so you can watch them there. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, yeah. So this UFC 270 pay per view again, uh, we we recapped it in uh, in detail on on uh, Saturday night. But obviously, uh, if you're listening, you know uh, Divis and Figueredo regained the flyweight title. Uh, got a unanimous decision over Brandon Moreno. Um, everybody wants to see a fourth fight. I don't know if it's going to happen. Maybe you'll have a bit of news on that today. I, you know, if you any anything further on that, uh, whether they're looking that way or. I mean, it's it's a, it's very likely they're doing a fourth fight as to when. Just got to let these guys recover a little bit first before they start yeah. looking at. But probably summertime for sure. Yeah, like that. That feels like you know. It, it if they go to Mexico, it, it can headline. Yeah. Um, but if it's yeah. not Mexico, then you know it'll be co-main under something else. Yeah, it's 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 a matter of what they want to do. I don't I don't even know if they can go to Mexico right now. Still, no, still, not, yeah. I mean, they can't right now. So obviously. anytime soon. But so. uh, I mean. No, but I mean, you know, hopefully by the uh, middle of the year, things will be back to normal. I'm seeing a lot more positive stuff on that, you know, that, uh, you know, eventually, like we're getting close to being out of this. Um, and then in the uh, the other, what? Yeah, it's just, uh, who who knows with this, with this okay, world. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see the you see the woman, the prime minister of New Zealand wanting people, people who were, who were in the same households as people who tested positive to quarantine for like 24 days now. It's oh, ridiculous. Geez. It's just, it's, I mean, like, like I said, oh, and then every we, country, we... every country, it's like, who the hell knows? <laughs> So I'm driving home from work today and and I got stuck in this major major traffic jam and we don't get traffic jams in Winnipeg but this was this was ridiculous and it what it was was a convoy of truckers and cars that were protesting the fact that truckers have to get mandatory vaccinations to cross the border or they can't do it and uh and and you know and they're like you know care all these signs and Canada flags upside down and you know uh Justin Trudeau's a fascist all this crap right and i'm just like oh my god like we're never getting out of this if these people don't get their heads out of their asses like uh, you know i'm sorry yeah you do have the right to get a vaccine or not get a vaccine but if they tell you that you need a vaccine to do your job then get the freaking vaccine like or don't do the job but shut the f up and let us get back to our lives um you know that's my mini rant but um yeah so i mean hopefully i'd love to see that in mexico honestly so yeah. hopefully they can do that because or i mean if it's not mexico it's la because or la or anaheim because i mean moreno was the biggest star on that show and yeah. uh you know and, and if they fight again he's he's got to be in the main event you do that uh, there you know phoenix he got yeah. a good reaction in phoenix texas you know anywhere anywhere where there's yeah. a huge hispanic population you know probably yeah maybe. i i just i was not expecting it i i, I should have been i guess but um he's so likable too that's the yeah. other thing right like so. i said yeah and like yeah. i was saying he's a he's a genuine superstar to the to that crowd and that crowd and you know they've been looking for mm -hmm. that mexican born ufc champion and they had it and unfortunately just figueredo was maybe just a little bit better on saturday night i mean it was it was close so i mean it was he's good wow. enough to win to win some close rounds but 
But I mean, well, you know, after Saturday night, like I was, like I said, Saturday night, our post fight show, I could watch these guys fight a hundred times. They're just, they just got oh, yeah. such good chemistry in inside the octagon with each other, and just it's, I mean, you know, it's it's. The, it's great. It's well, the, they've the, had three great fight, three great fights, and we're gonna have probably we're gonna have a fourth fight. And it'll probably be just as great as the other three. So who you know what's not to enjoy? The the crazy thing is like I mean, figure or Moreno probably won like you know like the even the three rounds at Figueredo won. Moreno was winning in all three rounds. Uh, you know, and then, you know, there were key moments in the round where Figueredo uh, had the advantage or got a knockdown or whatever. And, 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 you know, and then even at the end of the fight, I mean, if that fight had gone on another 30 seconds, Moreno might have knocked him out or at the very least knocked him down and stolen the round. But, you know, it, that's not what happened. And, um, you know, it's uh, he got the he got the win. I rewatched. So yeah, this was. I, uh, I rewatched it on Sunday morning, and doing yeah. the UFC scoring, I still had it forty eight forty seven Figueredo, but going by Pride scoring, that was probably a Moreno Moreno win if you were to yep. go by Pride scoring. So so that just that just shows yeah. you just how really close those rounds were. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then the main event, of course, uh, Francis Ngannou retained the title, uh, used his wrestling to beat Cyril Ghosn, um, you know, and, and of course now he's without a contract. Um, although, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, he's got, he's got to finish the year. The UFC will offer him fights. He can turn them down if he wants. They're obviously at an impasse. He wants more money. Um, you know, he was all over. He was on Ariel Hawani's show today and, you know, just, yeah. I don't know. I I don't want to make it sound like I'm against Francis Ngannou, but you know he was like you know had kind of a sob story, and you know I don't know. Like I, I you know these guys are eventually gonna figure this out, but um, you know he's gonna need some time off anyways because he came in with you know um, injured knees, and uh, you know I, we're probably not gonna see him for at least six months um, either way, um, and, you know, maybe by then it's going to be John Jones. Who knows? I know in your column, you suggested John Jones, if, if Ngannou signs a deal. Um, I did see one thing that surprised me in your column was you suggested an opponent for seal gone as Curtis blades. Like, did he resign? Uh, there's no news, but I mean, but there's literally okay. been nothing on the Curtis blades front that I've heard. If he's has a new deal or deal or anything, but I mean, you know, if he's, if he's back with the UFC, that's kind of a logical. Yeah. I guess that, the fact that he hasn't signed anywhere else yeah, tells yeah. you that, you know, they'll probably and, offer him a fight. Bell- Cause I mean, he, he would have signed with PFL by now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. PFL by now because Bellator is backing off on signing people because they're, uh, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if they've been told they're spending too much money or they don't have the money to spend. But it's kind of something like you know, the, if you kind of listen to what what you know Scott Coker says, you can kind of read between the lines and just be like, yeah, their budget's maxed already. So yeah, yeah, they, they got no money. Well, to when spend. you're running shows. When you're running like 75 percent of your shows at the Mohegan Sun Arena and uh, you're on Showtime in front of you know 75,000 people, um, yeah, there's probably not a hell of a lot of money coming in. Yeah, on a, on a uh, TV contract so. that's not paying you anything. <laughs> yeah, with advertising that is all sold by the uh, station you're on, and you're probably getting none of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a money pit, but. We'll see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, not much else uh, of note on this show. Um, you know, I, I guess uh, probably Said Nurmagomedov and Jack Della Madalena and Vanessa Demopoulos were probably the biggest, uh, you know, I, people that increased their stock the most, I would say, on, on the card. Uh, Matt um, Victor Matt, Henry, too. Matt Frivola as well. If, if yeah, any of y'all who, and Victor Henry, if any of y'all who listens Saturday night and are listening again, if you still have not watched Matt Favola against Gennaro Valdez, what are you doing? Go, go watch that and go enjoy the three, three and a half minutes that it that it lasted because it was great, great. And uh, Favola revealed today that, that that was the last fight of his UFC deal. So, what oh. better what better performance to have, you know, to try to get a new new deal, especially after having lost two straight. So he'll probably get a new deal off that fight. So there's that too. Yeah. Hopefully, 
hopefully and then yeah and then watch uh watch vanessa demopolis and uh in her fight because that was like three minutes and uh and and that was a lot of fun and then the post fight as well was was great so on the and, uh, and on the, right. on the and on the francis thing uh i kind of feel like I'm starting. I kind of feel like everything's going to end up getting worked out. Uh, I had heard. I heard today, today, and I think his coach, Eric Nixick, Nixick kind of mentioned it. But in the weeks leading up to the show, things were kind of progressing a little bit with Francis and Dana, and of course, the week of the show, kind of, you know, just kind of just everything. And the day of, everything kind of got a little nuts because I think they heard they heard that, you know, Francis had talked to Jake Paul's manager and then they were threatening to sue Francis for for, you know, talking to other promoters, which technically is illegal. He's under contract, so he can't negotiate with other promoters, even in boxing, you know, you know, a boxing promoter like he'd have to have UFC's approval to negotiate for that for that. So everybody who's who's complaining who when that kind of came out, everybody was complaining about that's not right. I go like technically Francis and his management team messed that up because they weren't supposed to they weren't supposed to do that. But uh but yeah, and then, you know, just and everybody's making a big deal about Dana not being at the post fight press conference, which yeah, I could see him making a big deal. I mean, at the same time he's not required to go to those. He just yeah. always does does them. But uh I mean, there's been times where he's where he's skipped out. He hasn't done it every single show. He's done them probably ninety percent, but but you know he kind of he skipped out of there. From what people heard, what I heard from people, like he didn't even show up to the main car main card and kind of just seemed disinterested in being there. And in general, from what people were saying, so who knows oh. what was going on? Maybe you know being in Anaheim and having a whole bunch of you know famous people around. You know that's kind of what his thing to do is to mingle with them and maybe it was just kind of one of those things are like hey i kind of got to go right after the fight so who knows who he knows did, he did get figueredo he did get figueredo his belt right but then he wasn't there for the main event yeah and then he had mick Maynard do the main event which eh, makes yeah makes sense and, and then i like i said i don't blame him for skipping the skipping the post-fight press conference yeah he should have done it no done it but at the same time you know you know all the questions that are coming are about francis and whenever you're not exactly whenever you don't have the answers to those questions and you're not prepared prepared to answer that and i've been to a million fights and i've been to a million post-fight press conferences with dana when he doesn't have any any answers for some of these questions like you know you know he often tells pe- people like don't ask about what's next for so-and-so who fought tonight because i don't have the answer for that answer for that and he, you know and he gets he, there's times where people will like keep repeatedly asking those questions and he gets frustrated you know i mean it, it's it gets it'll get frustrating you know if you, if you legitimately don't know what's next for this person an hour after they fought i mean because you haven't even sat down to talk about it with the, with the rest of your crew, team so you know and i could just see you know 75 percent of the questions were probably gonna be about francis and you know doesn't have an answer for him so it's just why put yourself through that you're just gonna get yourself frustrated so i don't blame him you know he should have gone i'll put it to that way he should have gone but at the same time if he were to skip one there's a lot of reasons to skip this one yeah i mean and maybe he was even self-aware enough to realize that you know if he was not in the mood to be there he might say something that you know he's going to end up regretting later and have to double back on it you know if if uh you know he pisses off uh or or somebody else so uh yeah you know whatever it's it'll much ado about nothing um we like you said it'll it'll get sorted out i'm sure and uh yeah so that was uh anything else you wanted to add on on that card before we uh kind of look ahead yeah i think we i think we kind of covered it all between saturday night and tonight so all right cool uh so we do we got a couple shows we're gonna look at real quick here um so uh there's no ufc this weekend which i was uh i didn't even realize until ryan sent me the show rundown that's how much i you know i figured you know we we had like four weeks in a row four weeks off and thought okay well you know we're gonna have a nice long run of shows here but we got a week off well don't worry they have this week off and then they have shows every saturday in the month of february and march so okay all right 
And then, you know, the pay-per-view, what I just realized was the pay-per-view is on to my anniversary weekend and we're supposed to be going out. So we'll, we'll have to figure something out for that weekend, but, um, I will definitely watch it, but I may not watch live. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, this and weekend, then I'll be subjecting myself to hopefully not catching COVID again in Houston. Like yeah. You're going to Houston. You're, yeah. you're going to be there live. So, uh, we'll, we'll try to do something for the, uh, for the Patreon and we'll, we'll figure it out. Ryan will be there live. And if he can't connect, I'll, I'll line somebody up to, uh, maybe Ryan, we can get Ryan over the phone or something. Oh, no, um, I have, but I have, I'll be set up backstage, but you know, <laughs> I'll try to get, get some words with some people maybe, or maybe we might have cool, some cool. post fight press conference stuff, you know, from people involved. That in could it. be cool. So that could be cool. Uh, but yeah, so this coming week we've got, and we've talked about this before on the show. Um, it's uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's U.S. debut for his Eagle FC. Right, this is the U.S. debut, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, and it is. Uh, it looks like it says live and free on EagleFC.com. So I assume that's yeah, free. and I, it's also it's also on a it's also on this uh, str- excuse me this streaming app called flexcast flx cast which is on every streaming device i know of i know it's on okay i know it's on apple because i downloaded the app to my phone today and i know it's on roku because i uploaded it to my roku so that way i could watch the show on you know whenever i get around to it whether it's you know late friday night or sometime you know this upcoming weekend but uh so it's yeah flex flx cast yeah yeah and uh the arena that they're holding it in is the Flexcast Arena there in Miami, oh, yeah. kind of a close, a small, closed circuit venue. Probably, probably very similar to the to the UFC Apex. Yeah, I just looked. I got it too, so it's available in Canada as well. Yeah. Um. So, and when I looked at this card, um, it kind of reminds me. I said I said before in the past that it reminded me of like the early World Series of fighting cards, and and it kind of does, but it also is basically it's like a Titan FC show. Um, you know, it's, I mean, those shows take place in South Florida and a lot of the same kind of fighters, um, that are on those shows, except, you know, we got some bigger names on the top, but the rest of the fights are, you know, like just the same, it's a lot of the same guys, even like Jorgen de Castro has been on those shows before. And, um, you know, that was the one name Demarcus Jackson, I think as well. He's, he's on this card, but, um, main event is, uh, Tyron Spong, who was actually on one of the early world series fighting shows shows uh fighting sergey karatanov uh in 2022 um and and uh and karatanov is actually coming off a win over fabio maldonado in, in november but uh yeah old uh you know old veteran of m1 strike force dream pride you name it he fought there everywhere but ufc um but you know bellator um and yeah, uh, this is kind of crazy, uh, you know. And then, of course, the co-main, real, which real I think quick, is what. Real quick, if you didn't know that, this is also Tyrone Spong's first MMA fight since 2013. Yeah, in the World Series, right? Yeah, like uh, I think it was WSO four, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, like four. That, he's been doing. Yeah, kick- he fought in the main event. Yeah, he's been doing kickboxing and boxing for the last. He actually hasn't fought anything since 2019, so. <laughs> I don't but know he, what. I mean, he's been doing well. I mean, yeah. he's. I'm looking at his record here, and the only loss he's had in boxing or kickboxing was to Gokan Saki, which is you know, uh, you know, there's not too many people that beat him in kickboxing. Uh, but of course, he's not really fighting any names either. Uh, but he is fighting here uh, in the main event against Sergey Karatanov. This was uh, not his original opponent. He was supposed to fight Bigfoot. Um, and that got uh, canceled. Now, Hannon Burrell was supposed to be on this card, but uh, he's off. Uh, but we do have in the co-main event, R- Sugar Rashad Evans. Uh, you know, he was. we thought he was retired, but he's back. First time in uh, almost four years since he lost to Anthony Smith. He lost five in a row, and, you know, and we see him on the UFC broadcast almost every week. But he's going to be back in the cage uh, fighting Gabriel Checo. Who, uh, if that name doesn't sound familiar, it means you don't watch LFA or RFA or any of those regional promotions because that's all he's ever fought. But I've seen him fight before, and, you know, he's not a bad fighter, but Rashad should beat him. If he doesn't, then he should probably retire again. But 
I don't know. Like, I'm interested in this, and there's nothing else on. Well, there's a Bellator show, but I don't know. This interests me more than Bellator, to be honest with you. Well, Bellator's on a different day, though, so they're not going. I don't care. So... <laughs> Yeah, they're not going head to head. But if I'm, if you're going to watch one MMA show this weekend, are you going to watch Rashad Evans and Tyrone Spong? Or are you going to watch Neiman Gracie? I don't know. I think I'm going to watch Sugar. <laughs> well, yeah, you got the you got the card wrong on the Bellator card. What are you talking about? That's you told me it's Bellator 274. two seventy four. Two seventy three. Yeah, that's not what you put in the show notes. Okay. That. All right. Oh hell. All right. Yeah. It's Bader. All right. It's the Bader oh, fight. Oh, yeah. geez. Ryan Bader. Well, then, I'm yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that for sure. So, oh, we didn't say. The Eagles FC card is on Friday. Uh, yeah, Friday at uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern. So, main cards, probably like 9 or something. Um, but, yeah, and then we also got Ray Borg in the uh, in the featured fight against Cody Gibson. That's a good fight. Two yeah. former UFC fighters. Yeah. And yeah. John other, Howard's on the card. Yeah, a few other. Anthony Njikwani. Yeah. Jorgen DeCastro, who talked about you know, Sean Bunn. Miles Hunsinger. Yeah. Miles Hunsinger, undefeated, 7-0. and uh, Former, uh, actually, I'm surprised. He's, that's, that might be the most interesting name on the card, to be honest with you. Like, in terms of, like, a guy that could do something in the future. Um you know, and they, and and that's and this, so oh that's the other thing they do. There's a couple f- uh, fights here at 165. Now is that just you know catch weight that they agreed on, or do they actually have a 165 division? They're doing a. One, I remember hearing something. They're doing a 165 division. Okay, yeah, because uh, who is it? Uh, oh, Kevin, Kevin Lee, Lee is supposed to be fighting. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, in March or something, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah. They're doing a 165 division. I think they're doing. 165 and 170. You also got a Loic Raz, Raz yep. Habab. You know, yeah, he made it. He made it to the uh, to the PFL finals this past year, past year at a lightweight, but he's fighting at 165 here. Yeah, he's uh, he's fought nine times in the last three years uh, in PFL. So uh, you know, he's uh, this will be his. See, I don't even know. I think this. I don't know if this is a step down from PFL or if it's kind of sideways. I think it's kind of sideways. Kind of sideways. Uh, but yeah. like I like uh, I was saying when this when this promotion was first announced, it kind of seemed you know it's going to have you know this card is kind of a prime example of what they're going to do here in the U.S. You're going to get a lot of UFC veterans who are trying to work their way there. You got a lot of guys who haven't quite made it there who are trying to springboard this into either a UFC deal or a fight on the contender series, you know, and, you know, prospects and veterans alike. So, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of what, I mean, it's kind of how he yeah. kind of got to expect these Eagle FC show shows to be. I don't think that Habib is trying to compete with the UFC. He's not going to. No. To, to, so if you just accept it for what it is, you can enjoy these shows. I mean, it's, you know, I, I know a lot of, there was a lot of, when I talked about it, when we were talking about this, when they first announced it, there was a lot of crazy people trying to tell me that Habib has the money to overtake the UFC. I mean, <laughs> I don't think Habib Habib is worth fifteen billion dollars. I don't know if he has access to no. fifteen billion dollars because that's what it would take to overtake the UFC at this point. But uh, but you know, they're these are going to be shows that are kind of what they're for and you know they might even be more enjoyable than some of these you know pfl and bellator shows have been so we'll we'll find out yeah now a couple other names that we didn't mention that people might want to pay attention to are uh, ramazan kura megamedov and raymond megamed megamed uh, a couple russian fighters uh one's uh ramazan is nine and oh and raymond is eight and one and they both are fighting ufc veterans so that those to me seem like fights that are set up for them to get wins over names that people know um and and again this is exactly what these guys you know they'll fight a couple times here and then hopefully get a ufc deal so um hopefully for them i should say um yeah so that is friday night and then on saturday uh bell tours for show of the year this is from phoenix and it is uh the finals of the bell tour heavy or sorry no it's it's not the finals it's just a bell tour heavyweight uh, title fight ryan bader and or is this the is, is this the tournament finals 
no, no, no. Because no, the tournament's light heavyweight. They tournament's did the, heavyweight. the heavyweight tournament was years ago. That's when Bader won a yeah, yeah, champion. Yeah. But uh, but Correct. but because Bader was fighting in the light heavyweight tournament, Moldovsky is the interim heavyweight belt or heavyweight champion. Yes. So this is a, another another heavyweight unification bout in the main event of it. Oh MMA yeah. Promotion. I mean, when was the last time we saw that happen? Two weeks in a row. Yeah. No, I never even. Yeah, didn't even dawn on me. In fact, when this was at first announced, I think we might have noticed it. But uh, yeah, Valentin Meldovsky, who was the uh, interim champion, is uh, fighting Ryan Bader, who at one point was a double double champ champ, but he lost his light heavyweight title, uh, and now he is trying to defend his heavyweight title in the main event here in he Phoenix. Yeah, I'm having a feeling he's going to be a no champ after Saturday night. I think you might be right um and then yeah and then we've got uh benson henderson in the co-main uh who uh you know of late has not looked great uh and he's got a tough tough uh, out here in islam Mamadov. um i don't like young benson's chances here um i i mean i suppose anything can happen but i expect benson to lose um and uh, just looking at this card like the main the rest of the main card is not anything great uh we got darian caldwell and Saeed awad on the prelims uh dwayne the rock johnson uh that is his nickname but that's not the guy you think it is uh and not did much you see else who, on did you see prelims. who was fighting dwayne johnson yeah dalton rosta yeah mr mr aew himself huh he was he was oh one, yeah, that remember guy. that guy. Remember that guy that, that guy. when yeah. they first when the, the guy, AT, nobody knew who he was when the ATT first show first showed up and everybody yeah. knew who everybody knew who everybody was except for only like the hardcore MMA people knew who Dalton Rosta Rosta was because he's you know this is I think this is his Bellator debut and he's only five and zero oh in his career uh, yeah actually no, uh, no fought, he fought once he's, he he's played, fought his entire all his career in Bellator. Bellator but he's been in the prelims so he hasn't really been exposed to that big audience audience so yeah well it's funny it's funny too because his last fight was against Tony Johnson and isn't that um that's that's uh, a wrestler's name that's um oh god it's one of the guys that was in the nation of domination um is that Ahmed Johnson's name I think uh, I want to say Tony, I want to say Norris. Tony Norris, you're right. Okay, okay. But yeah, he's fighting Dwayne Johnson. Um, and yeah, I had no, I did not, I completely forgot about that. So yeah, that's cool. So we got kind of and, two, kind of two wrestlers. And then you have a, uh, you have Ben Parrish, the Rock Johnson, Ben Big Tuna Parrish, who who had a who kind of made a name for himself when he uh, knocked out Christian Edwards in his last fight in Bellator last year. So oh right. Yeah, that that guy. That was actually that was a great fight, thirty eight second knockout. Yeah, I actually watched that one. Um, yeah, and there's yeah, not too much else here. I mean, the uh, this to me on the on the prelims, this uh, Darian Caldwell on a Ricky Barzola fight. I don't know why that's not on the main card, but um, it probably you know, uh, yeah, it, Henry Caro. It probably is. I don't know. I don't know why it would wouldn't be. Uh, it says prelims right now, but. They always change these up. Yeah. Sabah Hamazi and Jaleel Willis and Henry Corrales and Aiden Lee round out the main card. So this is Saturday on Showtime. Uh, it says six, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. I got to think that's the prelims. That's the prelims. Uh, main, so the main card is main card's at 10 yeah. Eastern. 10 Eastern? Okay. So that'll be on uh, Showtime and then probably YouTube in Canada. Um, and yeah, I'll probably watch this. I mean, it's Royal Rumbles on Saturday, but I'll, you know, uh, that, that should be over by about 11 o'clock Eastern. So then uh, perfect time to catch the top two fights here. So uh, if you're a wrestling fan and if you're not, you can watch the whole thing because there's no UFC this weekend. Um, yeah, and uh, not much else. So I guess they got this card and then the next one will be uh, not for a few weeks uh, in February. The one I referenced earlier with... Uh, 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 Neiman Gracie and Logan Storley, uh, that main event in any arena in the country. Uh, any anything else of note on this Bellator card? No, not that, not that I, not that I see. All right, so uh, we got to talk about, and uh, you know, if it wasn't going to be Ronda, it's going to be the other uh, 
judo uh, player turned MMA superstar that we got to talk about. And and who's that, Ryan? Uh, we're, this week we're gonna revisit a we have to talk about segment. We're gonna re we're gonna talk about again uh, Kayla Harrison and how now it it's not official, but it's looking. 99% likely that she's going to re-sign with the PFL and gain and make some more big money and win another million dollar tournament fighting tomato cans and and you know that's can't really blame her in this one. No. No, I mean I I was kind of surprised, you know, that she cuz I mean, what do you think like if UFC is going to sign her? Um what like what kind of deal is she even going to get? Like she's not getting, yeah. I mean, she'll get it better than most people coming in, but she's probably not getting more than like maybe two hundred thousand a fight, right? Uh, she probably she probably would have got a good deal for the Nunez fight. So after after, after the that, Nunez fight, sure. But yeah, yeah but once Nunez like, lost to Pena, that was out the window. Which basically is the reason why she's resigning on PFL. Bellator, from what I know. Didn't even make her either. Didn't even make her an offer. Or didn't even make her a serious offer because, like we mentioned, their their uh, budget is pretty tight right now. So it was it was gonna be, at once Amanda Nunez lost. It was the writing was on the wall for her to go back to PFL. So well, she's going to the um, you know the number uh, the number two um, MMA company in the world as. Uh, as I was told today in a press release from PFL. Um, oh, I thought I, I thought uh, Kabate was because if you listen to oh, Cam- Campbell McLaren, you know, they're number two. Well, it depends who's sending the press release, right? Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the one that I got today uh, was all over it. Just kept saying over and over again how it's the number two yeah. uh, promotion in the world. One, one FC probably calls himself the number two, two promotion, even though they're constantly having to – you know, get $150 million from investors every four months. They got a show coming up in a couple of days. Yeah. Talk Actually, about, I just looked at it and talk about a front for like, you know, money laundering or something. That has well, to be. I mean, well, and what PFL is any better? Like, I don't know where they're getting like $6 million every year to pay these winners of these uh, tournaments. Yeah. Um, but. Hey, it's good good work if you can get it. I mean, like you said, um, I mean, they'll have, you know, they, they'll get a, a one or two, like, half-decent fighters for her to fight. But, um, you know, it's nothing, nobody that's going to give her, you know, anything close to a fight. Like, you know, they'll get your uh, Cynthia Dandois and your Sarah Kaufman and, you know, whoever else. I, I, there was Julia somebody Budd. there. Julia Budd now. I mean, Julia Budd, yeah. So there's a legit, there's a legitimate fighter for even though, even though Budd will be undersized at one fifty five. The maybe um, Megan Anderson. Does she is she still with UFC? No, she's not signed anywhere yet. Yeah, I could see them picking her up. Yeah. Um, because she's kind of a big 145 or two. Like I, I think she actually might even be better at one fifty five. Honestly. Yeah. Um, you know. And she's got the experience too. She's fought cyborg. Um, yeah, it's uh, well. So that's that's interesting. That'll give me a reason to watch PFL, anyways. Um, not. I mean, I I usually like to watch them, but I mean they're a um, lot less interesting this year than they were last year. Even though you know they got this new deal with Fubo that they keep talking about for their <laughs> contender series. Um, that's uh, a free app. I can't imagine they're getting a ton of money off of that, but uh, you never know. And they got a new uh, water sponsorship, too, they announced today. Did yeah. you see that? No. Yeah. Oh, it's called NXT, the water. Uh, I've, I've never heard of it, but that's the name. I, I just thought it was funny because, you know, pro wrestling, NXT. But that's the name of the the water brand. that they've, They're the official uh, hydration uh I don't know what they, I can't remember how they framed it, but the hydration supplier for the PFL, the number two mixed martial arts organization in the world. I'm guessing all the fighters um, get a free case. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Kayla is probably not going to be in UFC and uh, is taking her talents to 
uh, PFL uh, whenever they start up. Uh, nothing's been announced yet. And they, they, again, the press release today seemed to indicate that they might be staying on ESPN and ESPN2, but I have not seen anything to confirm that yet. No, um, no fact, word yet. No official word yet. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. I mean, it's content for them and it probably doesn't cost them very much. So as long as UFC doesn't care, they won't care. Um, all right. And, uh, so let's, uh, we, let's get into the news here and there's quite a bit. Um, we've got, uh, we got the, hey, yeah, real quick, just to highlight whatever you want to look at real quick. Did you, did you hear Dana White's top, He named his top four UFC fighters of all time. Did you hear, hear who they were? Hmm. Okay. I didn't, but let me guess. Okay. I'm going to let you take uh, a guess. I want to let you take a guess. Okay. So. Okay. Chuck Liddell. No. Is that one of them? No. Okay. Anderson Silva? Yes. No? Okay. Yes. Anderson Silva's one. GSP? GSP? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, John Jones? Yes. Conor McGregor? No. Okay. Uh, oh, um, Couture? No. Uh, fourth one. Oh, Rhonda? No. Okay. Who? Who's the fourth? Kamara Usman. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That one. Well, I mean, I, I I see the top three. <laughs> I see the I see the first three that you name. You know, yeah. Silva, GSP, John Jones. No matter Dana's relationship with yeah. any of those three, he's always been super complimentary about you know their fighting skills and how great they are. But Usman, I, I'm kind of surprised he picked Usman above Habib. <laughs> so yeah so, yeah um and, and i mean nunez you know maybe yeah. um you know you could you could throw he, in there he, uh, he, he, yeah he, Khabib, he, he named a few he named a few others that were close habib and nunez were were a part of those yeah i mean i i guess yeah when when you're thinking you know like i'm you know i pick i said liddell first just because i know they're tight and everything but i don't think anybody would put liddell in the top 20 in terms of you know ufc all-time greats um but uh yeah and, and again i just you know gsp he's not gonna he's not gonna give shine to gsp normally but he did here so that's cool uh, think, where was this i think they're fine uh he uh, i don't know it was some interview interview he did there before uh, before ufc 270 i don't know if it was with okay with uh aaron bronstetter or or you know barstool or tmz or whatnot just an interview he did yeah, I think if I if I had to do my top four, it would be Anderson, Jones, and not necessarily in this order, uh, GSP and Nunes. That would be my top four, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd have a real real tough time with my fourth one, but GSP, yeah, Anderson, and and uh, Jones are definitely on there. You know, yeah, the, Khabib. I, I mean, is, is the other one. Obviously. Habib Habib is in there. Nunes is in there. Usman. Usman, yeah. it's still a little early on Usman, but he would be in there. Uh, BJ Penn, when he was at his prime, was incredible. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, just, just I mean, the bad thing is a lot of these guys when they when you just take their primes, the, you know, it's great, it's great, and you know, some of them held on a little too long. You know, Anderson, you could you could say Anderson held on a little too little too long, but his his prime was just fantastic, which I don't think him holding on too long hurts him. GSP got out, you know, before he was holding on, on too long. So but a lot of these guys that would be mentioned, you know, Liddell, Couture, those guys, you know, held on a little hey, too Fr long. Frank Shamrock. Frank Shamrock was, you know, had a really nice run there in the kind of the dark ages, right? Yeah. yeah. And um and who is um they, who had the who was the lightweight champion at that time that was just dominant? Um, really. uh, Miltich. Miltich. Well, he was Miltich had a really good run. He was technically the welterweight the, champion. Welterweight, yeah. But yeah, they, I but mean, that was when the yeah, weight classes he, are different. So, yeah, he had a really really good run. I, I know when I was going back and looking over, you know, rewatching a lot of old stuff that I had Matt, never seen. Matt uh, Hughes. Matt Hughes would also be probably Matt Hughes. in that mix too. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah. Um, okay, so for the news, uh, what, what did you want to highlight here? You got a ton of stuff in the uh, Monday morning column. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. They uh, 
They officially announced uh, UFC 274, uh, May 7th in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. The uh, title fight, Clover Teixeira defending the UFC light heavyweight championship against Yuri Prochaska. If you've been reading my column and listening to the show, show you would have heard me say like that is that was the very likely spot for that fight. So it's not 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 a surprise to me that that fight's happening there happening there uh funny thing is they did not officially announce whether or not it was the main event so that's kind of you know hmm. you know i could i could see them possibly trying to do Oliver gaethje down there because gaethje has said he's open to fighting in brazil and you know it'd be kind of like a It'd be kind of a cool little story for a show to have Oliver and Teixeira defending the titles together on the show, on the show. But at the same time, I do think Oliver and Gaethje kind of needs to be in the U.S. just because, just because of mainstream media. It's a big, it's a big mm-hmm. fight, and you know, you know, going down to Brazil, especially still now in these kind of times, times, you know, it it might not get the mainstream that it would deserve if it was down there. So, uh, I could also see, uh, another time I could see to Glover and Prochaska as the main event. And I could see another title fight possibly being, uh, Valentina Shevchenko defending down there. We know she's completely fine fighting wherever. And her mm-hmm. next, her next title challenger is looking like Tyler Santos, who's Brazilian. And, yeah, and Valentina, and Valentina's sister was booked for a fight on April 30th. And those two tend to, tend to be fighting pretty close to each other. So that way they can do their camps together. So it wouldn't surprise me if we have a Valentina fight sometime, April, April or May coming out. So it wouldn't surprise me if she's actually on the show against Santos. Obviously they'll load up that card with Brazilian fighters. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I, you know, I look at Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje, like I, I, I don't like, I, I don't see this being like, I'm like normally on these fights, you know, I'm like, you know, 55, 45, like, you know, kind of leaning one way or the other. I'm like w- almost 100% Oliveira. Like, I just, I just don't see any way just in case she wins that fight. Oh, wow. I mean, obviously he's got power and he could, but I just, I think Charles Oliveira is way too many tools for, for just in case she, but I don't know. That's a surprise. Could be. Re- yeah. yeah. What, you don't agree? I think Gaethje's going to win that fight. Really? Eh? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll we'll do a little friendly rager when we okay, get to uh, it. I think Gagey's wrestling is better than Dustin Poirier's, and uh, he doesn't give up position on the ground as easily as Poirier does. And he's very hard to get down well, in, in general. <laughs> like the only guy who's gotten Gagey down is, is Habib. <laughs> so well, that's the thing that makes me think that if they do get to the ground, because you get you know, then you know Gagey might take Oliveira down, and then like he he might you know get, Oliveira could finish yeah. him on his back. Gagey's going to bring the fight bring the fight to Oliveira more than Chandler Chandler Poirier did the okay. go to. He's going to pressure him more. So well, we'll see. So I, we'll see. That's we'll see. just my opinion. Like looking at it. Yeah, you know, without actually studying, mm. studying, you know. The, yeah, I just Oliver's yeah, got, and then Oliver's gotten so much better though. So it's, you know, yeah. that's a. I think it's close. That's kind of what kinda, I'm looking at. It's, I think it's closer to fifty fifty than it is a hundred to zero. Okay. Well, yeah, I just I don't know. I'm I'm just I I I just don't see Gaethje winning. But I I've un, I've underrated Gaethje like probably his whole career. So this is no different. I, even in World Series of Fighting, I probably picked against him a bunch of times. Um, and then, uh, we got, we got, uh, UFC in London is official now, right? Yeah. UFC's return to London, hundred percent official for March 19th. Uh, they officially announced it and we have kind of the four top fights on the card kind of now, you know, or four of the top fights. Uh, we got the main event's going to be Alexander Volkov against Tom Aspinall. You know, that's a, that's a. That's a really big step up for Aspinall. You know, he was. Oh yeah, he was originally scheduled for uh, or targeted or reported, but maybe not signed or whatnot to be fighting Shamil Abdurakimov on this show in just a three round fight. So yeah, he got the bump up to the headline spot. I guess you know they couldn't come to. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Darren Till against Uriah Hall. Maybe it's not on this show. Maybe maybe they do have something else for both those guys, and neither one of them are Till not going to be on the show. But uh, yeah, but uh, excuse me. 
Sorry, I had to cough yep. quick. Uh, we also That's got. Okay. Uh, we also got a, a. They officially announced it this morning, right before I published the article. Uh, Arnold Allen against Dan Hooker. That's a, and that's probably the co-main right there. You also got a Patty Pimblett on the card. Uh, against yeah, Kazoo, against Kazula Vargas. It's kind of an interesting matchup. It's definitely a fight that Patty should win. So I mean, yeah. it's not. It's not the tough guys that he was being rumored against like Cerrone or Jared Gordon. It's kind of a, you know, lighter matchup. Showcase. Yeah. More of a, probably yeah. almost a showcase fight. Um, who, uh, who's that other, um, UK fighter that, um, was really impressive that just fought not that recent, not that uh, long ago. Um, oh, there's a we lot of kind of thinking might be on this card. Yeah, I know. But there's one guy who, uh, he and Gary, like even pegging. You talking about? Yeah, Gary? that's the one. Well, he's he from Gary. Ireland. He's yeah. from Ireland, but he he got booked to fight this week, but on a different show. So, oh, so he won't be on this card. Okay, no. but uh, Patty, I think uh, another person. On Patty's going to get a huge reaction here. Oh, of oh, definitely. And uh, Gunnar Nelson is returning for the first time. Oh, in, in a long time on oh, the wow. show. On the show, I don't think he's fought since. I don't think he's fought since Damian uh, Maya. Uh, no, no, it's been. It's been sooner than that, but it's it's been since before the pandemic that he's fought. So yeah. you know, we're talking about where I think it's been close to three years. Three years maybe. Wow. But uh he's fighting Claudia. I assumed he was retired. No, nah, he's a uh, he's had a bunch of he's had injuries and then just and then the pandemic, you know, trying to figure you know, because he kind of goes all over for his training okay. and he spends most of it in Ireland and Ireland, you know, SVG has been closed, open and closed a lot of times because of, you know, the restrictions. And then I think he lives in, I don't know, Holland. And he also goes and, you know, trains in Iceland and in Greenland and wherever the hell, you know, kind of all these crazy places. So, so, you know, just kind of his thing. So, but uh, yeah, he's back. You know, we uh, I've always All been right. a big, always been a big Gunnar Nelson fan. Yeah, me too. Me too. He's uh, interesting. Um, you know, I, I love his style. It's very unique, and um, you know, I, I mean, people started to figure it out, and and that's why he, you know, wasn't quite as successful on his last few fights. But uh, maybe the three years off will do him a little bit of good, give his yeah. body a bit of a rest. And, and uh, a couple other things before we get into some of these other fights that were announced. Uh, Juliana Pena says she's expecting the Nunez rematch to take place during the summer, but one one place it won't be at is on that Brazil card because Pena said she does not want to fight in Brazil, so. So oh, yeah. that. And then uh, Chris Weidman is expected to return to fighting sometime this summer from, you know, first fight since since that horrific leg break in April of last year in the Uriah Hall fight. Probably uh, the middle middleweight or light heavyweight or he hasn't really announced. Middleweight, probably. Middleweight. Yeah. You know, you know, what the, you know, if I, I would book, especially if this other fighter is healthy from his injury. Just go ahead and do Weidman and Rockhold. <laughs> yeah. But I would yeah. look. Well, nobody else wants to fight Rockhold, so why not, right? Yeah. Well, there's people that want to fight Rockhold. Rockhold, it's it's hard getting Rockhold to fight because of, you know, he's been one because, you know, he Okay, he still be- around. He still believes he's good enough he's good enough to be fighting ranked opponents. Even though he's not ranked, okay. you know, you know, so that was, you know, it was hard to. The problem was trying to get a ranked opponent to, a ranked person to agree to fight Rockhold because you know these guys, a lot of these guys in all these divisions, especially you know, especially the higher up they are, if they have that number beside them, they don't want to fight anybody who doesn't have that number beside them, even if it's a former champion, you know, like Rockhold, you know, it's, you know, so. He's another one that hasn't fought in a long time. Rockhold, yeah, it's well, been uh, it's almost three years. Yeah, he was supposed to fight in November on the MSG card against Sean Sean yeah. Strickland, but he had the he had the really bad herniated disc injury injury. Uh, you know, like a month before before the show, and uh, but yeah, he's uh, supposedly getting close to being ready to come back. Oh, good. I hope. Uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say I hope. I don't like Luke Rockles. Um, <laughs> I know you all right. don't. <laughs> um, and we talked about the Bellator uh, welterweight fight last week, didn't we? The, yeah. Um, yeah they the, Michael Venom Page, yeah. They announced that last yeah. Monday after 
right before they, we recorded. So we talked about it last All week. All right, cool. All righty. Uh, and then, so what do we got for fights? Okay, they uh, will start here. I'll just go through some notable stuff. They rebooked the Sergey Spivak against Greg Hardy fight for UFC 272. Like we said, that's going to, like I noted last week, that's supposed to be Greg Hardy's last fight on his UFC deal. And, you know, possibly the last time we see him in the UFC, which I don't think anybody will miss Aww. him. Don't think anybody will miss him. Uh, I'll miss him. March twelfth, UFC Fight Night, Carl Roberson against Khalil Rountree. That should be a should be a pretty good fight. Uh, March six, yeah. March twenty sixth, Columbus, Neil Magny. You know he's been being very vocal about wanting to fight Kamzat Shemaev, but you know he's going to fight Max Griffin instead. That's kind of a it's kind of a step down for for Magny. You know, a ranked guy against an unranked that's guy. Not a, but, that's not a main event, is it? No, no, that's a, the main event of that shows Blakovich and Rakic. That's a definite main card fight. Yeah. Uh, UFC 273, April 9th. We got the guy we just talked about, Ian Gary. He's fighting Darian Weeks. Kind of a good matchup. You know, he's kind of – they're slowly building Gary. So, you know, it's a, you know – Little little fight to build him up. Uh, uh, two other fights for the show: Pat Sabatini against Gavin Tucker, and Vince Pichel against Mark Marco Madsen. Uh, April sixteenth. Where's that card? Where's that one? Where's April two seventy three. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The. Uh, yep. We the talked feather, about that last feather week. Way, featherweight and bantamweight fight. They haven't officially announced it, but it's Jacksonville. So. Okay. Uh, uh, UFC Fight Night, April sixteenth. Uh, a fight that we'll we'll both be interested in because he Huggy is Bear. quickly becoming an in the clinch favorite. A Huggy Bear, Chris Barnett fighting Martin Boudet. Um, April twenty third, pair of a uh, pair of women's fights. Uh, Jessica Andrade, she's moving back down to straw weight, and she's going to fight Amanda wow. Lemos and uh, Macy Barber against Montana De La Rosa. Those two were originally supposed to fight. Uh, in uh in December, but both of them ended up not fighting, so they rebooked that fight. Uh, another fight for UFC two seventy four in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, a women's featherweight fight: Norma Dumont against Macy Chase. On <laughs> so we got that. You know, featherweights never die. Yeah, and then huh. UFC fight night May fourteenth: uh, Vivian Arujo against Andrea KGB Lee. You you got all those women's fights and you didn't even mention Gina Mazzani and Shauna Young on April thirtieth. I, I mean, I only tend to, I only I tend know. to highlight highlight ranked fights in the clinch favorites and a few others. Like I didn't even mention mention you know Miguel Baeza, who's an exciting welterweight against Diego Lima on April sixteenth. But now, now I just wow. did so. Gina Mazzani's Instagram is I'm a fan of that. Um uh, leave those yeah. comment, leave those comments for off the air, please. Why? There's nothing <laughs> wrong. I don't, it's, it's not NSFW or anything like that. Um I can't. No, it's all red every all red everywhere. Um and yeah, and, and to Antony well, you mentioned it earlier, but you didn't say who she was fighting. Um Antonia Shevchenko. Uh, uh, Courtney Casey. And Courtney Casey. April also 30th. on that April thirtieth card. Yeah, and uh, yeah, little Figgy is fighting too, eh? On on that card against Daniel De Silva, uh, heading for that uh, big flyweight title fight that we all want, brother versus brother. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. So that's just gonna about wrap it up. But we don't. I don't always do this, but one thing I noticed in your column that I, I figured is worth pointing out um, was uh, ten years ago this week was a really really big card. It was the UFC's uh, second show on Fox, which technically was the first one of their deal because the 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 first one was kind of like a pilot. And then the contract basically started with the 2012 show. Um, and uh, they did um, 4.7 million viewers on Fox for a guy who we talked about on the show, Rashad Evans uh, and Phil Davis in the main event uh, where he won. He got a world title match. And then the co-main was actually... In some ways, an even bigger fight because Chael Sonnen got a unanimous decision over Michael Bisping, which set him up for the rematch with Anderson Silva, which was a big, big fight at UFC 148. So, uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you got some time this weekend with nothing to do, go back and check out that card from 10 years ago this week. Yeah. Uh, you, a lot of a lot of big. big you want to know who won on the who won in the second fight on that card? Uh, Charles Oliveira. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm just because I'm reading your column. That's yeah. the reason I know that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> uh, a, although it doesn't say that in the column, but I, I kind of just ten, ye- 10 years ago, Charles Oliveira was in the second fight on a UFC, UFC on Fox because he was starting to be in the midst of his little losing skid. And here he is 10, year, yeah. 10 years later, UFC champion. That's still a remarkable story. Well, he was already like at that point was a veteran because, I mean, he had that super long run where he, you know, everyone figured he was going to be the featherweight champion. And then he ran into a losing streak and um, and then he moved up to lightweight and uh, rest is history. But yeah, Michael Johnson, Cub Swanson, Evan Dunham, Damian Maya, Chris Weidman, all on this card. So, yeah, it's a it's a nice time capsule to go back and look at. Uh, and that was yeah from the United Center in Chicago. Um, that was home their, of AEW and CM Punk. You were there? Their, no, no, that was their very first show. Oh, at the United Center though. So they've and they oh, yeah. kind of and it almost has become all you know pre pandemic it become a yearly stop. I was not at that show in Chicago, but I've been to UFC at the United Center and you know it's a very it's a very lovely venue, as they say. Yeah, I uh, I I had tickets to go to All Out there and. Uh, I desperately want to go to Chicago on my birthday in two weeks, but or next week actually yeah. for the AW Ground show. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, well, all right, so that's going to. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's too soon. Um, my daughter's getting vaxxed this week, I think Wednesday. Um, so I, uh, you know, but uh, we're supposed to go 14 days after before she's technically fully vaxxed. So it's, I'm just missing my window there, but yeah, that's say la vie. So such is life. Hopefully we go to mania in April. Um, so that's going to about wrap it up here. Uh, so Ryan, take us home as you always do. Well, even though there's no UFC, there's plenty of MMA this weekend. So for those who watch the fights, enjoy the fights. For the football fans, enjoy the football. And I hope everybody has a great week. Later.